Welcome to Tamimi Talks, an insightful podcast series on the latest legal news and developments across the Middle East and North Africa. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, my name is Rafiq Jafar. I'm a partner at Altamimi and Company, and I head the debt capital markets practice at the firm. Mohammed, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Mohammed Mitha, and I'm a senior counsel in the banking and finance team and the debt capital markets team at Altamimi. I work alongside Rafiq Jafar and cover the regional debt capital markets practice. Our DCM practice is active around the region, working on a number of conventional and Sharia-compliant debt issuances. Our focus areas include securitizations, setting up MTN programs for corporates and financial institutions, and regulatory capital issuances for banks. In this episode of Tamimi Talks, we will be discussing the changes in the company's law in Saudi Arabia, with a specific focus on issuance of both conventional bonds and sukuk. The new law has brought in significant changes, including new avenues for companies to raise both debt and equity financing. Now, while international markets have experienced a slowdown in bond issuances towards the end of 2022, the start of 2023 has already seen a number of bond and sukuk issuances, especially from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Notable deals include the public investment funds raising $5.5 billion through the sale of a green bond, and the Tamimi DCM team advised GreenSafe Pipelines, BlackRock-related entity, in relation to the establishment of a $11.5 billion GMTN program and a $1.5 billion sukuk. So clearly, there is appetite both regionally and internationally in debt issuances by Saudi entities. The sovereign and quasi-sovereign issuances have also established a clear yield curve for issuances by other privately held corporates in the kingdom. With all this market activity already in play, the new company's law came into force in January of this year and clarified the position on the entities that can carry out debt issuances, as well as the type of issuances that are now possible. Under the previous company's law, various limitations applied on companies issuing bonds and sukuk. Previously, only joint stock companies were able to issue debt instruments, and these debt instruments were required to comply with Sharia principles. Limited liability companies were not permitted to issue debt instruments. So under the new company's law, who can issue debt instruments? Now, the clarifications include allowing joint stock companies, simple joint stock companies, and limited liability companies from issuing debt instruments and sukuk. When it comes to convertible bonds and sukuk, limited liability companies are not permitted to issue bonds or sukuk that are convertible into shares. This restriction does not apply to joint stock companies and simple joint stock companies. In terms of the types of issuances, as mentioned earlier, while previously it was expected that joint stock companies would issue Sharia-compliant instruments, the new company's law states that both negotiable debt instruments and sukuk can be issued. Therefore, pursuant to the new company's law, joint stock companies, simple joint stock companies, and limited liability companies would be able to issue sukuk, that is, Sharia-compliant instruments, as well as conventional bonds or debt instruments, provided that such debt instruments comply with relevant laws and regulations issued by the Capital Markets Authority, or CMA. 
as of the date of this podcast, the CMA has not issued any clarifications with respect to limited liability companies issuing debt instruments. And so this is something that we will stand by and, uh, and look forward to receiving from the CMA. Mohammed, would you like to con- talk about some of the other considerations in this respect? Thank you, Rafiq, definitely. So connected with the ability of corporates to issue debt instruments and sukuk under the law is the point on corporate capacity and authority to support such issuance. Any corporate entity, whether it is a joint stock company or a limited liability company, must have corporate capacity to issue debt instruments and sukuk. And this is determined based on the constitutional documents such as memorandum of association or articles of association. Once it is established that the entity has corporate capacity, the next step is to assess what corporate approvals are required in order to issue the instruments. In relation to joint stock companies and simple joint stock companies, the General Assembly would approve the issuance and grant a general authority to the board to determine the commercials of the transaction. The board of directors would then assess the market conditions and approve the specific issuance along with the terms and conditions, the relevant transaction documents, any security package, pricing and the issuance terms. The board also appoints specific individuals to sign the relevant transaction documents as part of their approval. One specific point to note for joint stock companies is that in relation to bonds or sukuk, which is convertible into equity, the law allows the decisions and approvals relating to the conversion and share capital increase to be obtained by the General Assembly in one go, rather than a separate General Assembly resolution at at the time of the conversion of shares. So the board can then pass necessary resolutions for the issuance of shares of the company at a later point once the holders of the bond or sukuk decide to convert. And connected with the issuance of convertible bonds or sukuk is the point on the preemption rights of existing shareholders. The board of directors must consider and seek waiver from the existing shareholders as part of the initial General Assembly approval. In relation to limited liability companies, the partners representing at least 75% of the capital are required to issue a resolution approving the terms of issue of the instruments and the other terms and conditions that would fall part of the sukuk and bond issuance. As part of the corporate approvals, managers of the company could be appointed, uh, determine and negotiate the specific terms and conditions of the issuance, along with the relevant financing documents. In addition to corporate approvals, the approval of the Capital Markets Authority would also be required in order to issue and offer debt instruments and sukuk. When assessing bond or sukuk issuance transactions, the relevant issuer or the sponsor entity should consider key aspects that would drive the overall structuring of the transaction so that the relevant information is then communicated to the CMA to seek its approval. Like Rafiq said, we expect that following the issuance of the new company's law and in particular the permission for LLCs to issue bond and sukuk, the CMA would also issue directives and guidelines in this regard to align with this recent legal development. I will now hand over to Rafiq for his concluding remarks uh, on this podcast. Thanks, Mohammed. So clearly a very exciting time in the DCM space in Saudi Arabia, especially I think in the mid-market space where we have not seen a lot of activity. I think this change in law, the issuances by the sovereigns and 
quasi sovereigns. I think this will establish, uh, you know, pave the way for for more issuances by corporates in the mid-market space. And we really look forward to that in the coming months and years. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you found our discussion insightful and interesting. If there is any area of the conversation that you would like to discuss or want more information on, please get in touch with us. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Tamimi Talks. Stay updated with all the latest legal news and developments on our social media channels.